With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, Hawkeye fans. This is uh, Rob Howe with Hawkeye Nation. Uh, you know me from other podcasts like the Hawkeye History and the Colin Colin Howe podcast. And uh, we're starting something new now. We're going to call it the uh, Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast. And we're going to, for the most part, talk to um, guys that are committed to, to the Hawkeyes. We may do some, some guys that are targets that we're trying to um, – you know, kind of see where they're at in terms of their process and how they feel about the Hawkeyes. But for the most part, we're going to uh, we're going to talk to guys that have already made the choice to come to Iowa. And our first guest this week, we figured we'd start with uh, we start with the guy that started this 2020 class, um, the Texas quarterback Deuce Hogan. Um, he got the ball rolling here. I can't remember how many how many we're up to now, somewhere around 20 commitments. He could probably tell, tell me better than I, than my memory at this advanced stage. But Deuce, uh, thanks for coming on with us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. How many are there in this class now? Do you know off the top of your head? I want to say 22 or 23. Okay. I'll look that up while I'm babbling along here. But, um, and you committed, shoot, was it June of last year? Uh, I believe so. Yes, sir. That sounds yes, right. So, yes, sir. You really don't know anything else. Do you feel like you're um, part of the program <laughs> at this point? I mean, it's been what, 15, 16 months now? Yes, sir. Uh, I definitely have uh, relationships, very good relationships that I've built uh, with the people in Iowa City, with the coaches, the staff, even players. Uh, taking my official visit and getting up to the city a few times. <clears throat> uh, it's hard to say in the program because that's something that's very, very special, and I'm I can't wait to be there. But I definitely feel like I have really good relationships there. Let's go back to to that time. Um, I think they offered you probably in the winter, or the spring before that summer. Um, how did the relationship kind of start and build from? the point of, you know, your first contact with them to the point where you verbally committed? Okay. Let me take you back to that. I believe it was 2015 when we went to the Rose Bowl. Is that correct? That is correct. 2015. Right? Okay. So that was my first, um, my first memory of seeing the Hawkeyes on TV playing big football. Because, um, you know, in Texas – like, you know, a lot of what I see is SEC and Big 12 schools, that kind of stuff. Um, so when they were number four in the country, um, I'll never forget watching them. And uh, that was the first time I was like, hey, Dad, you think you could ever see me playing there? And he was like, he's like, oh, I think I would be a great fit for you. So that's my first memory of them in general. Um, so 
fast forward to the spring after my sophomore year, um, Coach O'Keefe. Well, well, before that, I had coaches coming down. They would just watch me throw to my receivers. Um, it was just like a twenty-five, uh, maybe twenty-minute workout. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we told colleges, y'all are more than welcome to come um, and see what we got. And I had a kid I was throwing to that they were recruiting. And <clears throat> so Coach O'Keefe just came, um, one of those workouts, uh, and uh, very quiet, you know, very to himself, not a very, a very big emotional or expression type guy, you know. <laughs> so uh, he uh, – you know, he, you know, he said very good, and you know, he's proud of me. And so I shook my hand and walked off, and that was, that was it. So I was like, well, I guess you know, I didn't impress him. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to think. Uh, and then he called me uh, on a Wednesday night. Uh, I was actually walking to church, um, and he called me and said they were going to offer me a scholarship. So, yeah, that's how it all kind of started. It was just the opportunity to throw for him. He made his way on the you know, uh, recruiting circuit, he made his way down to Texas, and uh, I had an opportunity to throw for him. And that was kind of the time where other schools were starting to show more interest, and you, if I remember correctly, you went out on a visit tour, maybe the beginning of that summer where Iowa was kind of included in that. Is my memory serving me correctly here? Yes, sir. So um, I took I took a lot of visits uh, that, the summer following that spring, so uh, – uh, so Louisiana Tech was the first school to ever offer me, uh, and it was, I mean, my first 10 offers were all like that. People would come watch me throw an offer, um, and so I took a visit to the schools that had offered me. I went to LA Tech. I went to Oklahoma State. Um, I had already been to Georgia. I went to Iowa and Iowa State, Tulsa, so we just took a little circuit, and yeah, that was the first time I actually got to go on campus. So... It was after that that you committed, correct? Yes, sir. After that tour of schools, what was it about Iowa that kind of okay? This is this is the one out of seeing various other opportunities. Yeah, uh, two things. Um, well, maybe maybe two or three things. First of all, uh, there's a certain God-given peace that I had when I stepped onto the campus at Iowa, um, and and there was a total 180 change of my mind and heart when I got to Iowa. And let me explain that. Being from the South, being from Texas, this is where I wanted to play. I wanted to play uh, somewhere close to home, somewhere in the Southern States, in the SEC, uh, teams I'd grown up watching. Um, <clears throat> so when we started talking about Iowa, I was like, I don't want to go to Iowa. It's far from home. I don't know what it's like. I don't know the people. You know what I mean? There was there was reasons for me being a Southern Texas boy. There were reasons for me not to think of Iowa City. Um, but I went to Iowa um, after I – mean, I mean, I stopped at seven or eight schools, and I went to Iowa, and what it did for me, for my mind, for my heart, totally transformed me. Uh, and I felt immediately that I could make Iowa City home, maybe bring a little Texas to Iowa. <laughs> um, the people – were unlike any other. Coach Ferentz, Coach O'Keefe, uh, even like recruiting, play, like playing a player personnel, like t- Mr. Tyler Barnes, like everybody was different. Uh, the way the players valued the program was just something else. Um, and it was, it was to me, and I never thought I would say this because I'm such a Texas Southern football type kid. It was like the purest form of a football program. Uh, it was going to – you're going to earn what you get. You're going to be developed as a man. Uh, you're going to play real football, solid football. 
So, I mean, just tons of boxes were checked. And then, um, you know, you had to ask, I kind of had to ask myself, what is Iowa giving me that other universities don't? In the sense that everyone is going to have a massive stadium. Everyone's going to have the newest Nike or Adidas jerseys. Uh, everyone's going to have and, you know, show you all this stuff. Um, so who's going to put me in a pro-style system that's going to translate to the National Football League? Who's going to have the opportunity to win their division? Um, who's going to help me become a better future husband, a better future father? Um, and so there were things like that that definitely, besides the people, pulled me toward the University of Iowa. It almost sounds like, I don't know, epiphany may be too strong of a word, but just kind of, I think all recruits look to get that, you know, they're looking for that feeling of, okay, you know, this is where I fit. This is, you know, this is where I belong. Did you question at all that you're, you know, you're only halfway through your high school career that, you know, that your feelings were pure or did you really know? I knew. Um, if I was, if there was any doubt in my mind that I could have another school offer that would change my mind, I would not have committed to the University of Iowa. Um, I've Georgia showed interest very, very early, and they ended up offering. Um, but it's, it was, you know, I had my dad um, and other very, very wise men around me saying that, not even talking down about other universities or talking me away from other universities as much as they were saying. Logistically, what is this university going to give you that this one doesn't? Um, and so I knew, even at what sixteen or seventeen years old, however old I was when I committed, that it was a business decision, um, and I would not have committed to a place if I knew that there was something else that was going to be able to change my mind. And your dad's your coach, is that correct? Yes, sir. So obviously, he's you've got kind of the best of both worlds there. You've got your father, and then also him being your coach. Um, but I'm sure, and, and I, I'm always cautious to mention the moms in these situations because oftentimes they have the, great, the greater <laughs> influence, even though everybody points to the dad and the coach and all that stuff. So I, I'm, right. I'm guessing this is equal between your parents that, you know, they both kind of felt like you were doing the right thing. Yes, sir. Um, for sure. My, uh, my uh, my mom and dad always fight and joke around over who's my biggest fan. Uh, most loving <laughs> parents, uh, and my dad does such an incredible job of separating coach from dad. Um, we can be Friday night, and man, he'll light into me like he's done to all his quarterbacks <laughs> for the last twenty years. But when I get home, you know, he's dad. That's just how it is. Um, and so they're both my biggest fans, and they both had my best interests in mind. And there was the you know classic mama bear like I don't want my baby to leave. I don't want my baby to be that far, uh, but she totally supports me. Um, and it's less about where I am uh, than who I'm going to be with, what I'm going to be doing, uh, the kind of culture I'm going to be incorporated with. And even even her, when she went to Iowa City, she was like, wow, that was incredible, you know? So tell me about Grapevine, Texas, and the area of the state. <laughs> which you're in what's it like um what's you know what's what's the community like what's the weather like tell me all about where you're from <clears throat> all right Greenville, texas is relatively small um we're in between dallas and fort worth okay. we can basically drive 30 minutes each direction and you need to go to dallas or fort worth 
But uh, it's very, very special because you don't have a big city feel at all. Um, you're on your own lot, and it's very, very hometown feeling. Uh, we can get to Main Street in about five minutes. Um, very, very low-key. We, we pack out a Whataburger after the games on Friday night. <laughs> um, very, very small-town feel. Um, but, I mean, it's really cool that you can, hey, we're going to go to Dallas tonight, hang out and eat. So there's there's the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. It's very hot, very, very, very hot. Playing uh, kickoff last week was 98 degrees. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's week three. So very hot, very humid. But it's definitely a small-town feel. Um, and spend a lot of time on the lake. We're like, I don't know. I mean, not even five minutes from Grapevine Lake. So the story. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say. I would say it's a small town feel with uh, opportunities to get out and not too far away from big cities. Uh, but it, definitely, it's a it's a special place because you are uh, in the middle of a whole lot of stuff going on, but you feel like you're just in your own little world. So. I think people have the image of Friday Night Lights and Texas football, Texas high school football. Is that accurate? Is that an accurate portrayal of what you live? Yes, sir. It's it's, uh, you eat and sleep and breathe football here, Uh, for sure. I I I actually go to a private school where there's not as many kids, Um, and so there's not necessarily you know eight thousand people at our games, uh, but. There is – we're surrounded. I mean, every every Friday night in the state of Texas, you can drive an hour any direction and find a powerhouse versus the powerhouse with a sold-out stadium, fans going crazy, student sections about to fight. Like, that's how it is, uh, and I definitely would not. And, and private school is just like that, too. It's on a little bit of a smaller scale just because of numbers. But, yes, sir, football is, uh, football is king here in Texas. So was that – always your path i mean was that always the the sport that you you know from the time you can remember was that your sport or, or were you uh were you a multi-sport guy were there all you know was it basketball was it baseball was it or was it just football no so i actually played basketball and ran track um and basketball was my favorite for the longest time I actually i probably had the most success in track um running the 400 and I probably enjoyed basketball the most. And ironically, here I am going to go play football. <laughs> but, uh, you know, anyone that's ever ran the 400 will say, hey, that'll get old fast. But uh, so that, you know, track, uh, I actually got injured going into my sophomore year. Um, and so I didn't run it. And then my junior year, um, I was trying to, you know, put on a bunch of weight. Um, and so I haven't ran in the last couple of years. And basketball, you know, my dad told me coming out of eighth grade, he basically said, um, you know, one thing one thing I value about my dad is that he's always talked to me just like a man. Uh, and he says, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you straight. So he told me my eighth grade year, he said, he said, Deuce, there's people all over the country that are going to be just as tall as you. And they can run faster and jump higher and, you know, and this, that, and the other. And he said, you're going to go into an AAU basketball gym and it's going to be hard to separate yourself. Um he said, but the ability that you have to do things with the football and the way your mind works and the leadership things that you possess, you can go a long way in football. You can get your school paid for. Uh, you might even be able to play beyond college. Um, so 
at no means did he say, hey, you're going to do this. He just said, I'm giving you perspective. Um, and so after my, my eighth grade season in basketball, I actually not to play because I had the opportunity to be the starting quarterback as a freshman. Um, so I didn't play basketball. I put on about 15 pounds after eighth grade and got the job my freshman year. We went on to win a state title. Um, so that was very, very special. But from then, I mean, since that moment, since that kind of, you know, decision to go all in on football, it's definitely become king. Uh, and I don't regret anything. What is it about, about the game and, 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 you know, specifically the quarterback position that you feel like is so, I don't know, kind of the fabric of you, that what you, you know, what where, where you fit, where you're comfortable. Yeah. Um, I, I see myself, and I've been told by a lot of people that I'm a leader. That's who I am. Um, and leader, leadership summed up in one word is influence. So, uh, as condensed as I can say this, um, I feel like God has given me a stage to preach to a lot of people, um, influence a lot of people, get a lot of people to pull the rope in the same direction. Um, and I feel like football is a hundred, a football field is a hundred yard stage. Uh, and I get to be on a team of brothers that loves each other. Uh, you get to do hard things. Um, and you can reach so, so, so many people. So there's that aspect of it that, I feel like I could change a lot of lives doing this. Secondly, um, on a different note, competitor. I'm a competitor, um, and I've always wanted to compete since the day I was born. We compete in everything, literally everything in my house, uh, and there is no better feeling than winning. I love to win. I love to compete. Uh, I love to outsmart defensive coordinators. Uh, so the whole chess match and competition of the game is a different aspect of football that brings me toward it. Obviously, faith is very important to you. You go to a Christian school. How do you balance those aspects of your life, family, faith, football? Uh, my faith is number one. Um, and I've, I've told people this before, and I'll tell you right now, football and family is not who I am. My identity is 100% in Christ. And the reasoning is because if you put your, th- your faith and you put your identity in things of the world, Eventually, they're going to fail, even if they don't mean to fail, even if it's someone like your family that loves you and they would never intentionally let you down. Things of the world fail. And when the thing that you identify as fails, you go down with it. The only thing in this world that is a constant is the Lord. And so that's 100 percent who I am. That is priority number one. You have my family. I mean, my siblings are my best friends in the entire world. Um, And they're they're under there. They're rising under my faith. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love my family and I have such an incredible family that I've been raised around, even extended aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents, healthy grandparents. Like I've been blessed with that and I love them to death, but they're not who I am. Um, and this is a lesson that I've actually heard, had to learn the hard way because eighth, eighth, ninth, even 10th grade year, I did want to put my faith or my identity in football. Um, because when I threw five touchdowns, I was on top of the world. But uh, you have a bad night, and you're just totally humbled, totally crumbled, can't even function the next day. You don't know what's going <laughs> wrong. It's like life seems to be going bad. Um, so it is faith, family, football in that order. Uh, and I by no means identify in the game of football. Uh, it's just an incredible game. 
it's something that I so, so love to do. Do you, I mean, do you, are you conscious of trying to just live in the moment? You know, you know, Iowa's there. It's, it's the carrot that's kind of hanging out there. That's the next step. And then, as you said, hopefully someday professional. But I really admire A.J. Epinesa for this because, you know, he's obviously got a lot ahead of him as well, but he, he's so locked into living in the moment. Do you feel like you're able to do that? Yes, sir, for sure. Um, I've been taught since a very, very young age to be where your feet are. Um, and that by, that by no means means you, uh, it doesn't mean you can't prepare. It doesn't mean you can't look into the future. Uh, but you have to be in the moment. You have to be where your feet are. Um, and so I, I've been very intentional about it and I've had great upperclassmen and the classes ahead of me say, Hey, dude, this is going to fly by, you know, uh, every, every practice, every conditioning workout, every, uh, open floor Thursday is a thing we have. They're like every team meal, uh, don't look ahead to where you're going. Be where you're at. Um, and so great people have told me that, and I think I've done a good job of capitalizing on that. And, uh, yes, sir, I think I think I do a good job of being where my feet are. What's your, what is this season like going, you know, going, what is this season, excuse me, going for you, like for you guys and, and for you in particular? Do you feel like you feel good? Do you feel good about how you're playing? Do you feel good how, how your team's playing and, you know, Football's just one of those activities in life where you build towards the the you know the finale. You have to keep building right. that. Do you feel like you're on that path? I do. Yes, sir. Uh, trajectory is our one of our words for the season, yeah. um, and so we set a trajectory, and our goal is to stay on that. Um, and our coaches are kind of, hey, if you start to get off trajectory, we have to put you back on. Um, so. That is our team goal: is to stay on the trajectory. Be, we say always say be everything you can be. Uh, so right now we're three and zero. Last week we went and spoiled a homecoming of a four A public school. There were a couple thousand people there. Uh, it, it was uh, and it was a special night. We actually drove down with two minutes and uh, won the game, and then we were able to stop them with about forty seconds left on the clock. Um, so we're th- we're three and zero. We have momentum. Uh, and uh, yes, sir, it, it, this season has the potential to be something very very special. How are you better? How are you better this year as a player than, than you were last year? And that may not be just, you know, throwing the football or, or something, you know, just from overall, from a player standpoint, which which obviously has a lot of components. Right. Um, between my ears, um, it's not that I'm smarter. Uh, it's that I think about the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, you know, last year I remember going to the games like, you know, playing our rivals. I hate these guys so much. Or, uh you know, I just want to win so bad. Well, thinking about those things really didn't get me anything. So it's not that I played bad and I put up fine numbers. It's that there's no benefits from thinking like that. Um, so now I'm stepping into games, knowing, watching so much film, knowing what every guy does, knowing where the ball is supposed to be, when it's supposed to be there. Uh, the way I think uh, has really, really honestly allowed the game to slow down for me. So in the last three games, I've put up, I think, something like 800 yards and 11 total touchdowns and like, 67%, 68% completion, something like that. Um, and the game has slowed down for me. So I don't think, I don't think I made a massive physical jump from this year to last. I put on about seven, eight pounds, weighing just over 200 pounds right now. But yeah, there, I mean, it's such a chess game. It's such a mind game. So I had a lot, a lot of growth in the offseason in that area. 
What's it like? I mean, obviously you have your teammates that that you're with every day, but then you're also building relationships with the guys that are in your recruiting class. Um, how cognizant of are you of that and, and trying to, you know, because now it starts a lot earlier than it used to, but you used to show up on campus, hey, how you doing? I'm from Texas, you know, but now it's social media. <laughs> Right. You know, everybody can kind of stay connected and text right. messages and all that other stuff. I mean, are you guys pretty cognizant of trying to uh, build chemistry before you even get to Iowa? Yes, sir, yes, for sir. sure. So the guys that I go to school with, uh, I've been with my entire life, basically. Um, and even if they came in in eighth grade or seventh grade where I wasn't with them forever, uh, I've built really, really good relationships uh, with people on the team. Uh, so they know I'm not looking over them. I'm not looking past them. Like, these guys are my brothers. Uh, they're sitting there texting me about the Hawkeye game when they're playing. Like, like these are my brothers. You know, we are always rooting for each other's success uh, in the present and in the future. Um, so, you know, that those relationships have never been strained by any means. Uh, but in terms of the Hawkeye class, yeah, we are uh, in constant contact. We have our group message called Swarm 20. And uh, it's always fun to, like, you know, add someone else to the group message and say, hey, you know, welcome so-and-so. And, <laughs> All the brothers, you know, all the guys will just be like, hey, you know, welcome to the brotherhood. Welcome to this, that, and the other. Uh, so that's fun. And there is, you know, like Friday night, if it's like, you know, at 10, 1030, everyone's game is done. So they're texting, you know, W, this, that, and the other. You know, we have, you know, somebody will be like, oh, I scored three <laughs> touchdowns. You know what I mean? Jay Higgins like, oh, bro, I just had 20 tackles. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, we always like mess with each other. and But, yeah, there's very, very, very good relationships and camaraderie being built within that class. So you've kind of been at the beginning, you know, at the forefront of that being, you know, the first commitment. Have you kind of noticed it's, it has to have been enjoyable to kind of watch this thing grow? As you say, each guy and every time a guy commits, you kind of add another guy to the group. Yes, sir. It's been incredible. Um, and it's it's showed me that Iowa does this the right way. They recruit people, not players. Um, you get a, you're going to get a bunch of guys that are going to step onto campus that are selfless that are ready to work their butts off, that are smart, that are very, very well-spoken, uh, that are coming from great families. Uh, so it is a very, very high-quality group of guys that we got coming in, and it's been incredible to watch it grow. What's it like for you to watch an Iowa game? Do you watch it from a fan's perspective? Do you watch it from, okay, I'm going to watch what Nate does and try to figure out how I fit in? How, how do you, When you're watching an Iowa game, how do you view it? Well, Iowa games are different for me. Uh, growing up, I've rooted for the South. I've rooted for quarterbacks I like, you know, Tim Tebow or Colt McCoy, like Sam Bradford. I remember always watching the Red River shootout. But I've never actually had, like, hey, this is my team because neither one of my parents graduated from very big universities. So last year, watching the Iowa games was like, I was a fan for the first time, like, oh, you know, catch the ball or make a tackle, you know. That. <laughs> uh, and so even this year, I think I've grown up a little bit more into watching it, trying to analyze, hey, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? I talk to Coach O'Keefe every single week, um, get their game plan, get who they're playing against, you know, uh, and how they're going to attack that. So it's definitely more I'm watching it as a quarterback this year. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a really cool feeling to have my team uh, be able to be a fan, you know. Uh, just it's definitely like I was, I was telling my dad I was like it's more nerve-wracking to watch a game on TV because like when I'm in the game I feel like I'm in control 
<laughs> when you're watching someone else do it, you feel so helpless. <laughs> so uh, it's, de- it's definitely a lot of fun, yes, sir. Do you know Elijah pretty well, being that he's from Texas and he's somebody that obviously in Iowa's offense as a tight end you're probably going to throw to? Yes, sir. Uh, I know Elijah very well. We uh, we go to school about 30 minutes from each other, uh, and we, we were in a lot of communication before he committed. And uh, when we went on our official visit, we actually took the same flight and met up, hung out in the airport, and spent yeah. a lot of time over those hours together. We had, It's like a 48-hour trip. Um, and then – uh, flew back together. So, yeah, a really good relationship and rapport was was built with him. I know you don't want to, to, to look too far ahead, but just looking at the situation at quarterback now at Iowa, obviously Nate's on his last year, and then competition is open. Is that how you go to college, thinking, you know, let's go, Let, let's compete for this thing? Absolutely. I'm a competitor, and my mindset is to step onto campus being the best that I can be. Um, I don't know what that's going to mean. I don't know um, necessarily what opportunities I get, what they're thinking for me. But my job is that I'm going to be the best Deuce Hogan I can be, and if that means I'm going to step on campus and play and try to go win a Big Ten title, I'm going to do that. Um, But if it means learn and learn and redshirt and learn and wait till my time, that's what I'll do. Um, I plan on you know, I like Peyton Mansell and Spencer Peters. Like these, these are my guys. Like I know, them. so I hope you know. <laughs> I plan on giving them a run for their money. Like I'm coming after them, and uh, you know, competition is awesome. Competition is a healthy thing. So I just want to be the best Deuce Hogan that I can be, uh, and wherever the Lord takes me, that's that's where I'll be fine. Well, I interviewed both of those guys and did stories on them before they got here, and they said the same thing as you. Uh, I'm, I'm not showing up to. To be a backup, I want to win the job. And then right. you get here and, you, you you know, Nate Stanley played right away when he got here. So you just never know until you get there. And I think that's the right mindset to come in and say, I'm going to compete for the job. Why not? Yes, sir. Um, what do you feel like you need to, to improve before you get to campus? Uh, what are some of the areas of your game do you feel like, okay, I need to sh- be a little sharper with this, you know, part of my game? Mm-hmm. Uh, footwork is like first thing that comes to mind and that comes to mind because of how footwork based that their offense is um, you know you're going to take a five and either throw this on time or hitch up and throw this or take a double hitch and throw here like it is very um, it's very timing very footwork oriented so uh, it's not ability as much as it is reps I feel like for getting better at that um, I'm always trying to get better physically um, you know put weight on and uh, you know, get stronger, faster, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I feel like the biggest curve for me is going to be learning the offense because you're stepping into having to learn an NFL system. Like, it, it is really high-level stuff, and those quarterbacks will tell you the same thing. They'll say, hey, it's, it's not easy. So, uh, overall, uh, just become a better athlete, you know, maximize everything that I can be, uh, get more crisp with my footwork, and then, you know, just totally dive into learning that offense. What type of system are you in at Faith Christian? Are you, are you, do you guys run a pro style? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So you feel comfortable in that then? Oh, yes, sir. I love being under center and calling stuff to the line of scrimmage. I'm very, very comfortable. And that was that was a big thing, you know, when I was looking at colleges. I definitely wanted to be in a pro style system. I, I, um, I admire your social media presence. You're, you're positive. You're, you try to, you know, look at things from – 
a positive outlook. Um, do you enjoy social media? Or, or let me ask it to you this way. What's good about social media, and what would you change if you could? Yeah, okay. Uh, communication is the first word that comes to mind. I think communication is a good thing. Um, and I love that I, I, I love that I can say something that can be seen by a lot of people. I love that I can reach out. I love that I can talk to my guys that I'm going to be teammates with. Um, and so, yeah, you know, the ability to communicate, the ability to reach a lot of people is very, very good. Um, the things I would change about social media. I, I am a guy that thinks there are a lot of negatives that comes with it. Uh, whether it's, um, People comparing themselves to, you know, no one will ever post a bad picture of themselves on, on Instagram or Twitter. You know what I mean? So everyone, what you have is you have everyone comparing what they see in the mirror to everyone else's best photo. Um, so as a result, uh, you know, people in my life have been like, dude, you know, I just don't do that. Or, you know, girls have been like, oh, you know, I, she, she's so pretty all the time. And, you know, that's not a, I feel like. Twitter and Instagram can inaccurately represent who a person is, uh, and I, I don't like that aspect of it at all by any means. Uh, but on the flip side, it is a great way to communicate, a great way to, I think, build relationships before you get to meet somebody. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think, is you know, I talked about a stage earlier. It's, it's a stage, and so I don't know how many followers I have right now, but I have the ability to say whatever's on my heart, and hopefully it can help somebody else or reach somebody else. How would you categorize or, or um, describe your your um, interactions with Iowa fans on social media? Oh, Iowa fans are the best fans in the country. Like these people are crazy. Okay, I get like <laughs> like DMs <laughs> and messages, and I mean they're awesome. I wouldn't. I can say if I say the word Hawkeyes or Swarm or anything, like these people eat it up. So it is awesome uh, to have such support. Um, I and you know I, I can't let it get to my head and I can't do it, but that is special um, to be able to have people reach out and ask if you need anything and and then I mean off of social media I I have Hawkeye fans at my game every single week really different ones yes sir I have people that show up in Iowa gear and we get pictures after the games like <laughs> Hawkeyes are everywhere so you, I mean the fans are the best in the country um education um. How important is that to you, and do you know what you're going to study when you get to college? Uh, it is important to me. I'm not sure what I want to go into um, yet, uh, but that's not that's not because it has a you know, it's not because I don't think it's important. It's just that I'm not 100 percent sure yet. Um, so I'm definitely I'm definitely taking my time about that decision. There, Iowa offers an open major kind of thing where I can. Uh, you know, get base credits and explore some different majors. So I'm probably going to look into doing that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely important. I just want to make sure I do it right. What are some of your interests? What what kind of uh, outside of football and your faith and family? What 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 things are you interested in? Uh, I I do love competition as a whole. So I would love to go into coaching or training as, as mm. um, it, to some extent. You know, and I think. Uh, relationships that I built at the university will definitely help me open doors and, and you know, gateways into that. Um, and I love public speaking. Uh, I've, I've spoken to my church and I've spoken at clinics and conferences, and I love that. I have a real passion for it. Uh, so whether it's talk, talking, you know, just about life or the Bible or politics, I, I love that. Um, and I feel like 
uh, I do I do all right of getting a point across, being able to you know reach different audiences. So I have no idea where I'll end up, but I do. I wouldn't be surprised if it was somewhere coaching, uh, some sort of training or speaking, traveling. Mm-hmm. What do you do to kind of just chill, to to unwind, to you know get away from it, just to to relax? Yeah, so uh, I, I'm a big music guy. I play the guitar and the piano. Uh, I love music. Uh, and then I was, you know, music might be something a little different, uh, but <laughs> like every other 18 year old boy, I mean, I play video games, uh, <laughs> sit in the jacuzzi, go to the lake. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just anytime, uh, anytime I'm just, I'm chilling out, it's definitely about who I'm with and, you know, getting my mind off everything that's going 100 miles an hour. Uh, so spend time with close friends and family, really. What kind of music do you play? I play everything, really. I don't, you know, actually not a lot of rap or hip-hop, like none of that. Uh, I've been raised on Southern Gospel and Prime Country, and then, you know, like, <laughs> I bring my guitar almost everywhere. So, you know, you play like, uh, I don't know, like Ed Sheeran or like sing-along <laughs> songs. So, yeah, I, I really play, I play a whole lot, whatever people want to hear. Um, and uh, I've been I've been raised in a family that's very, very musically talented, so I'm not even... I'm not in the same league as the rest of my family, but I definitely enjoy it. Electric or acoustic guitar, or both? Uh, I definitely prefer an electric. I mean, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I definitely prefer an acoustic guitar. I think it's prettier. I agree. (laughs) Uh, Well, I've taken up a ton of your time, Deuce, and I really appreciate you doing this. I had a feeling this would be good, and and it did not disappoint, so... uh, Thanks so much for doing this with us, and uh, I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. And uh could be a special season in Iowa City. Hopefully it is in Grapevine as well. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.